1: You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, my co-host, Corey Johnson. He's been at the Apple Worldwide Developers uh, Conference out in San Jose, uh, keeping us up to date uh, on what's going on there. Uh, in the meantime, we want to talk a little bit about the IPO market, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Alex Barinka out with her weekly U.S. IPO funding hot sheet, and we'll talk details in just a moment. Back to uh, today's trading session, some news after the closing bell. Top business stories, Charlie Pellet.
0: All right. I Thank you very much, Carol Masser. Yes, it was a down day today. A little change, though for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. You mentioned Corey being out in San Jose at the Developers Conference. And today, Apple entered the growing field of voice-controlled speakers for the home, taking on the early leaders, Amazon and Google. Apple's speaker is called HomePod, and it emphasizes the enjoyment of music and looks like a wide can with curved edges. You can catch pictures at bloomberg.com also under the AAPL ticker on the Bloomberg Professional Service. Apple shares by the way down today by 1%. Stocks did slip from records, the dollar slumped along with crude oil West Texas Intermediate at 47.33 a barrel, down 32 cents the drop there of Seven tenths of one percent. Gold up a dollar forty to twelve eighty one, a gain there of one tenth of one percent. The SP fell three points to twenty four thirty six, a drop of one tenth of one percent. The Dow down twenty two, also down one tenth of one percent. And Nasdaq fell ten points down two tenths of one percent. Lots of questions about the Trump travel ban and what it means for the lodging industry. Arnie Sorensen is the CEO of Marriott International, and on Bloomberg Television today, he took on that. Here
2: we sit at a time in which there is a very real set of questions. Look at the events in London this weekend. Terrorism, people are concerned. What are we doing to make sure we're protecting us from that? And it is a perfectly logical thing to do that. Uh, But to simply go out and say we're going to put a ban on travel or we're going to tell parts of the world that they're just not welcome, which is the way a lot of this gets interpreted around the rest of
0: the world, is far too blunt an instrument. After three updates, Marriott down 1.7 percent. Recapping equities lower, S&P down three points, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: All right, Charlie, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of Summer Madness. Summertime. What does that mean for the IPO market? Let's ask Alex Warenka, IPO reporter at Bloomberg. Uh, news, you doing hot sheet. Summer's coming up. Are you saying that the IPO market's heating up? Uh,
3: it, it depends. So this year, I've heard a lot of this uh summer lull, uh, quote unquote summer lull that people are talking about, and it's been quite slow. We haven't had a listing in 12 days. Uh, there's no deals bigger than $100 million offering size, price to uh scheduled to price in the U.S. for the next week. So I wanted to look a little deeper. Is this summer lull really a thing when? It comes to U.S. IPOs, uh, well, history says it depends. So I went back We just had
1: Memorial Day. i exactly. just saying. We
3: did just have Memorial Day. I'm looking a little bit forward okay. in okay. terms of calendar. So June through August, if we think of like what I, as a, as a Texas summer gal, what I think of as the real summer months, for the June to August three-month span in the past five years of corporate listings, so 2012 through 2016, the only consistent data point was that the average offering size in those three months was were less than each year's annual average. So smaller deals coming during the summer, yes. But lull is not necessarily the word that I would use to describe exactly what went on in those years. If you look back to, uh, let's say 2012, there was a bit of a lull in terms of the total number of offerings that year. Only 17% came in the summer months, 8% of the total amount raised. But if you look back to 2015, there were 37, uh, 37% of the deals that year came from June to August. 35% of the money raised in initial public offerings came from June to August. So exactly. That's more than the the quarter or whatever that three months months makes up of uh, in a year. So there are smaller deals in across all of the years. And I will say, I look back at the top 10 deals that came since 2012. Only one of them was June through August. Actually, half came from September, October, and November. So I know that I will be getting out of here for vacation before then because I will obviously need to be in the office uh, the next three months. But, you know, this, this idea of summer lull, I, I think that... Uh, people in the industry really, uh, like to be optimistic, right? They want people right. to get out the door. They want more activity. They want the fees raised. They want to see other corporates, uh, going out and opening the door for themselves. So perhaps this is just kind of a, a, a lull that we've seen over this, uh, the past kind of couple of years or potentially, uh, over the deals market in general. We've seen some interesting moves in policy land. Yeah. We've seen a lot of question marks, uh, just around on investing in general so uh, summer lull maybe not so much
1: maybe not so much. Um
3: any specific issues that uh have caught your attention right now? So there are a few uh there are about 7 names that filed for a listing in the past week. Blue Apron was one that we've written about extensively. Uh remember this is the meal kit delivery service. They're based here in New York. Uh they've they've been minted as a unicorn, which are these private companies that they do are valued a of mailings. Filling. Exactly. They do a lot of mailings and they spend a lot on marketing. Right. And this is a company we've broken news on since last year about their path to listing and actually December, we wrote that they delayed their IPO plans because they are waiting for their financials to get better. They finally dropped their S1, so they gave us a really good look. And when it comes to those mailings, last year alone they spent $144 million on marketing. That's about 17% of its total operational spending. So it seems like uh they're really trying to ramp up customer acquisition. But right. the thing that my sources told me when they delayed this listing is they've been working to reduce the cost of acquiring customers. Customers, which is that kind of marketing piece, um, because they didn't know if that kind of spend could help them get to that three billion dollar market value that they're going for. So this is an exciting one because it's a really competitive space. Food it's delivery, so
1: competitive,
3: exactly. From yeah. Amazon, the huge mammoth in the room, to you know Sun Basket, their competitor, which my sources tell me is prepping for an IPO. They have Unilever as a backer. Right. Uh, they. This is a really competitive space, and and Blue Apron is really kind of the first one to go out and try to list. They are still losing money. They warned that they might never make a profit, which to be fair is fairly typical for these young companies. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I really dug down deep into it, the numbers that stood out to me at the end of this past quarter, which they say the first quarter is going to be the strongest for them annually. It's right. a seasonal business. They had a million customers who made 4.1 orders each. Compare that to the 650,000 customers making 4 five orders a piece a year earlier. So number of orders that folks are making is down, but number of customers is up. But if you go even deeper, the average order fell uh and the average revenue for per customer fell. So this is, again, how much are they spending to acquire? How much are they spending to maintain? And it's expensive to make that stuff. It's labor intensive. Exactly. It's labor intensive, so the cost of goods is fairly high and right. then keeping people coming back week right. after week to take these boxes instead of grocery shopping. That will be, I think, the, the bigger questions uh, that Blue Apron has to answer as it continues to move toward listing publicly. Right, and a bad
1: experience can just make one customer say, I'm done. Exactly. And move on to Find another on one. a Sun
3: Basket, fly Amazon, fly to Uber Eats.
1: <laughs> exactly. Alex Barinka, IPO reporter at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Thank you. Let's get another check on your world of national news headlines. Once again, Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Nathan.
2: Thank you, Carol. The White House says President Trump will not try to stop former FBI Director James Comey from testifying on Capitol Hill this week by invoking executive privilege. That sets the stage for Comey to appear before the Senate Intelligence Committee on Thursday. Democrats are going to want to get to the bottom of what specifically Trump told him in those private conversations, whether, as the reports indicate, he did encourage him to squelch the investigation into Michael Flynn, uh, Trump's former national security advisor, and whether at any point the president asked for the former FBI Director's loyalty. Bloomberg Politics reporter Sahil Kapoor. This is a busy week on Capitol Hill. More than a dozen hearings set for President Trump's fiscal 2018 budget proposal, for one thing. Lawmakers on both sides have called the proposal dead on arrival. Bloomberg government's Cameron Luthie says contractors should pay attention to how the debate answers one key question. Is there a way to increase defense spending without increasing non-defense? I don't see it. The, the, The appropriations process will get stuck in the Senate where it's still 60 votes to get most things done. The budget calls for $54 billion in defense increases. That is beyond the cap set under the Budget Control Act. You can read more about it at bgov.com. Women with an aggressive, incurable form of breast cancer? are living longer. A study in the journal Cancer Epidemiology, Biomarkers and Prevention finds more than 17% of women under 64 with metastatic brain cancer have lived 10 years or longer. The five-year survival rate for women under 49 has doubled since the early 90s. Doctors say better imaging techniques have led to earlier detection. Global news powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.